0: I think we're telling women, oh, like, where's your other half? She, she's not half a human. She's a whole human. She's the full, full
1: thing. She's the full deal. Single Muslim Female is a show for women everywhere, brought to you by Two Single Muslim Women, the themes are universal, whether you're married or not. So join Mariam and Syra every week as they share all the experiences women have, from the hilarious to the horrifying, through conversation and coffee.
0: I'm so happy to, to and honored to be on this podcast. I I want more single Muslim females to to feel like they're empowered and that they're loved. And that, you know, the status of being single, the status of being married, we're all the status of being human. And we're attempting to get more and more um, in touch with what matters and what's important, right, to give us that fulfillment in our lives.
1: Welcome back to the Single Muslim Female Podcast. This is part two of our interview with Yas Guru. We are blessed with some of her comedy and some life lessons we won't forget. We continue our conversation with Yasmin, where she expands on the abundance mindset of a single Muslim female through the concept of Fitra. Fitra is a state of purity and innocence that we believe all humans are born with and how we return to our Creator. She explains how being within an abundance mindset is our access to heaven and our internal GPS should always be programmed to where heaven is our final destination.
0: from an abundance mindset perspective and from like a from from the perspective of being um, a woman who has everything that she ever needed at the moment she was born like a woman is is complete the minute that she's born she's got everything she'll ever need to survive And, and to be truly I think happy but it It requires some perspective. I think it requires uh, like an important self-narrative of knowing that you were born totally and completely whole and complete. I just don't Mm -hmm. think we're telling women that. I think we're telling women, oh, like, where's your other half? She's not half a human. She's a whole human. She's the full she's the full deal she doesn't need someone like you you really like, you complete me. all there no. all there <laughs> no. you're all complete um and and, and and what and you know when i say complete i i mean it in a way that's not arrogant I don't, no one is like born knowing what to do in every situation and got it all together and um doesn't need assistance or help no instead actually you should be cooperative and and knowing that you have a, like a, a journey that unfolds in front of you where you're going to learn all sorts of things about yourself and being being complete means that you've got all the things necessary to get back to God. You know, mm-hmm. that all, all of us are just here temporarily, you know, we as Muslims really believe this, every Muslim should really believe this, that like, and if you don't believe this, like, you really need to get your spirituality together because if this is all this is, this is all there is, that is thoroughly depressing. And you've missed the point. You, you know, it's you, like you've missed the whole, I, I think for me, I mean, as a Muslim, I'm talking about the abundance mindset. It means that there's this endless, vast beauty that exists beyond this very temporary world. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, and, and you were born with complete access to that all on your own. Yes. That, that's, what we, that's what we need to get to. Like, you don't need someone to show you access. You don't need someone to hold your hand and teach you about. No, no. That's your fifth law. Your internal GPS is always guided towards what is good and right. This is very different than other spiritual traditions that tell a woman specifically that she's born cursed. Or that she's in pain because she did something bad and she's paying for it, or the the reason that she has a period is because she's dirty. Instead of, she is like the earth. She is beautiful and giving and deep and 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 spiritual and 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 and, and like cooperative and in a way um, miraculous because she can do all sorts of things with her body that other, the other, the other species cannot, you know, I just do call them species, but no, they, you know, the, that men cannot, they're just men cannot do the things that we do. They just can't do it. They want to, they want to, but they can't.
2: They want to.
0: And, and you know, there are scholars, there are scholars, of, Sometimes there are they're scholars jealous of it, they can't. <laughs> they know, they're straight up, straight up jelly.
1: Yes, Guru then contextualizes women in Islam. She reminds us of the pioneer women in our religion, women who were changed in the face of education, women who were single and raised influential scholars, women who had to make painful sacrifices and survived through the abundance mindset, and even women in Islam who never married or had kids. This gives us the context of how the parameters that hinder our growth as women exist, not because they're true and make sense, but simply as what society wants us to believe.
0: Women, I think, sometimes are using men as like standards. And I understand that a part of it is, you know, is found in religion and, in, you know, male prophethood and stuff you know we talk about Maryam, there are scholars that saw her as a prophet and there are scholars of ihsan you know in spiritual uh, spiritual elevation and spiritual uh, elevation and rank that view women as more able to achieve a higher spiritual rank than men that they have that all the doors are open for both of us that we have equal access to god but that women have an easier access to god mm-hmm. That they that it's easier for them to attack their ego and to sort of get past certain things to get into this space where they they know what like acceptance really means. That they understand what acceptance really means. So you know, that's that's beautiful. We should you know, we should we should be thinking about that. Not, no Hadith scholar, no female hadith scholar, not one, lied. Not one. We don't have any evidence, I mean you know how many, like when we're talking about weak hadiths or we're talking about fabricated hadiths, they have zero women in their chain. Now, when, when, when people talk about so Islam, like, like the witness, right, like saying, why do you need two women, right, for the, for the witness? So the idea that, that oh, you know, for witness, for witness testimony, right, like why do the female um, witness, why do you need two females? And, you know, one way to think of it, obviously, the negative way is like, oh, because a woman is half a man that's one way. Uh, the other way to think of it is that our society doesn't usually believe a woman when she comes she almost has to have someone else echo what she's saying in order for someone to take her seriously uh-huh. and yet look in knowing that and yet not one woman not even one is in a fabricated chain of a narration about the prophet I so it means that we should be helping each other, that we should be in a cooperative stance with each other because we know what we're up against. We know what a male ego looks like. We know what patriarchy looks like. We know that sometimes people uh, dismiss us or are dismissive of us, but we also should know our worth. And we know that we have equal access to God. So I think you know, those are all things that are very important for the single woman, a single Muslim to remember. Mm-hmm. And that you know we have you know like these pretty amazing examples we we, we talked about many of them and we or or Asya, like yeah like Hassan, like this woman who's who shows like such courage and bravery and adopts a child and and stands up and 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 loves that child like her own and you know these are things that women are capable of, and we should be thinking and, and seeing those kinds of women as pretty incredible examples for us, but you know um there are there are so many examples also of just like single women raising really important people important scholars. Mm. Uh, Imam Malik is from a single woman, you know, and he's a he's a faqih. Mm. Uh, Imam Bukhari, Al Bukhari, behind all the hadith, he was raised by a single mother. Ayubi wow. Mujaddiduddin, single mother. So wow. like just like know that like we have a lot of really pretty amazing. Um, uh, scholars, and we have amazing teachers, and we have amazing mothers who are institutions in and of themselves. The first university ever created in the history of mankind is a woman. Al-Qarawain in Morocco. A woman thought about that. A woman thought about the idea of a university. We need to create an institution that creates certificates for people that give them the ability to take that certificate and say, I learned something, and you should give me some credibility because I've gone through standards. I've met certain standards a, a woman thought of that, not a man. So, you know, there, and, and, and there, there, there's, there's tons of examples. There's just so many examples. But I, I just want to say that a lot of times I think single women feel like they can't. Or they're, they're somehow, like, denied access to a certain thing. Or they're being withheld. Sometimes, we, you know, I was talking about this in abundance. Like, we're being withheld from something. But, like, instead of thinking about that, instead of, like, thinking that you're somehow chained, think instead about how all the time that you have right now in being single and sort of like being able to focus on yourself and, and dedicate your life to something really beautiful, is something that could change the very face of the earth. Yeah. Like what, what you do can move mountains.
1: Yeah.
0: And it be, it's because you have, you have the ability to have like that singular focus. We have also Aisha who obviously didn't have children. Sometimes people only think, Oh, women only have some kind of value if they're mothers. That's just not true. That's just not true. We have many women in our in our history, you know, Aisha's, I think probably the most famous, right? That she doesn't have children and yet she's this like titan and scholar in her own, right? And she makes mistakes, she's complicated. She makes mistakes, she tries to fix them. You know, she's jealous, she gets angry. She's like a full human being. She's a portrait of a mm-hmm. full woman. Mm-hmm. And yet she's a portrait of a full woman that stands not as a mother, but instead as, yes, as a wife, obviously, as to the Prophet, of Saddam, But as somebody who was, you know, pretty clever and pretty amazing, um, and, had a, and, and had most of her life that, that she lived outside of being a wife or a mother. Most of Aisha al life is outside the context of being a wife or a mother. So we should, we should also remember that. And like, you know, could, could you instead be thinking about all of the endless opportunities that you have?
1: Yasmin fights back on what society would like us to believe and creates a call to action for women everywhere, especially you single women who are listening right now and maybe feeling alone and hopeless. Stop worrying about factors outside your control and dedicate more time thinking about and doing what really matters.
0: Could you instead be thinking about how, you know, you're supposed to be finding what you're What you're meant to do on this earth that's what you're really that's the real goal Mm. how do i serve humanity and then everything else will come that's supposed to come Mm. that's supposed to come some people are never meant to be married that's okay Mm. i'm not saying that we should wish to go against the sunda no we wish to go with the sunda but there are people who are not going to be married and that's going to be a reality of life and it doesn't mean that they're going to be less important it doesn't, it doesn't mean that they're going to be less important or less valued in the eyes of God. That's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a, it's just like such an important point to make because uh, I was just reading today with my mom and dad, right? And, you know, right? that the Wealth and children are the adornment of life. But what's better for God, the most lasting thing for God, take away someone's wealth, take away someone's children. And, you know, for us, obviously, we believe that children are only accessed through, through you know, uh, a marriage, right? We believe that that's part, like, a prerequisite. So if you take away all those things, the trappings, the adornment of life, what's left? The the baqiyat wa had right? The things that actually, you know, the a'mal, the, the good deeds are the only things that really matter. So that's where we should putting our, put our stock in. That's what we should be putting all of our stock in. That's what I want to say. That's right. And that's something that we should be reminded of every week, if we're reading every week, like, oh, yeah, those are all really beautiful, glittery things, and we should want those glittery things. I'm not saying to, uh, to shun wealth or to shun children. You should want those beautiful things. But if God doesn't want them for you or the timing is not what you want, you accept. And you keep pushing on doing the good deeds because those are the things that are going to really matter for you when you're in the ground and when you have to meet God alone.
3: Yasguru Guru concludes our discussion, I know we are so sad, by talking about how singleness means access to greater spiritual prowess, self-love, and explains why her dad told her shortly after her divorce, you need to get real comfortable with being alone. Have a listen.
0: Single is a place of a lot of spiritual power. Being single is a place of spiritual power. Because you are, you are connected to the aloneness that you will have to meet God in. When I got divorced, my dad did not let me have a roommate. He would not let me have a roommate. He said, you need to get real comfortable with being alone. Yes, yes. He said, stop using wow. human beings as crutches. Stop using your mom and dad as a crutch. We're going to be long gone. You are a beautiful thing to us. But you are a beautiful thing to God, all on your own and you're going to have to come to Him alone. Are you ready? Are you prepared? What are you preparing? What are you doing? In, in being solitary and in, and in having that confinement, there is a lot of power. Think about even the idea of monks, like in any tradition. They have to have a, t- a period of solitary confinement. The Prophet has his opening. He He seeks solitude. Not to say that that should be the forefront of what you want. You should have companionship, and you but there has to be a healthy level of solitude. And I know some people, man, they just can't be alone. They just can't do it. But yeah. it's so flippant destructive. Yeah. Because they go from destructive relationship to toxic relationship to abusive relationship. It's just like cycling. <laughs> they just can't yeah. be alone. They can't, they can't be on their own. They can't love themselves.
2: you know like this past this past Ramadan um, we were we were put into that position especially those of us who are single and live alone we were in a solitude we had to pray and break our fast by ourselves especially here in the UAE because the masjids were closed and you were not allowed to meet with people who were not in your immediate family really hard so for me i felt like this was you know this past ramadan was all on us it was all on us to get those prayers to to connect with the quran and do all those things and i loved it it was probably one of my best ramadans because you picture yourself praying and you picture the angels in your room praying with you that's you're great. not
3: alone you have the congregate congregation of angels with you all. Mm-hmm.
0: and in that difficulty it's like that cocoon mm-hmm. right even though it's Absolutely.
3: hard like
0: you're cocooning and so you're you're preparing to be a butterfly
2: yeah
3: yeah Okay, so Saira asks Yasmin one final question that we are sure everyone who has been blessed with Yas Guru's full-hearted support has asked or would like to know. Saira asks Yas Guru, how are you so generous with your time? Listen to her amazing response.
2: I mean, you've talked about some really, really important things. I think like the abundance mindset, gratitude, patience, because Allah loves the patient. And that is something, you know, we 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 fast for thirty days a year. I mean, if that doesn't help help build your patience and your perseverance, I don't know what what else does. And I mean, yeah. you are so generous with your time and you know what how how is it that you you're such a busy person how is yeah. it that you you are so generous with your time and, and sharing your expertise and your and you know your experiences because you you are a matchmaker you've matched like 55 people yeah. so far mashallah yeah. and this yeah. really does tell us like how sincere you are in your intentions and just speaking with you we can we feel it
0: Thank you. Uh, you know, it's you, well, First of all, I ask God to make me as you see me. You know, because uh, we all know ourselves and we all know our ickety muckety icks. But I'm, 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 uh, I am, uh, you know, honored to receive that from you. And I think that it's important uh, when we're talking about time like, you know, I'm driving right now, I've got my mom in the car, um, you know, a lot of times I'm multitasking, hi, women are, hi mom, alaykum, mom. Hi. Hi. Um, I think it's important when we're talking about time to remember that, you know, working in spurts is important, so, you know, like, I have times where I don't do any, um, I don't do any work for anybody, right, and I can't, to people and they maybe want me to and I was like, you know I sorry this time is blocked off for my children this time is blocked yes. so I think that one of the ways that you can be generous with your time is to also be respectful and loving and merciful with your time and and um and be and be merciful with yourself and saying like I know that here are my limits like here are things I can do and here are things I can't do and a part of that is you know growing up and learning that. I don't think I don't think people are like born with that. I think you like learn that over time. Um, But I I was just going to say that um, I feel very strongly that um, if we're not like if every single second, you know, like of of your breath and of, you know, and of your of your body and of your, um, you know, of all the blessings, all the things that are working in your life, if your legs are, are working and your eyes are working and your brain is functioning. And productive in a sense that every single second needs to be like like celebrating that celebrating that so i think that's harder obviously to do when you're sad and it's okay to be sad for some time and it's totally okay to feel like i don't want to do anything like i have lots of people go flooding into my dms like today i feel very unproductive and don't want to do anything and i'm like well that's a part of like self mercy too that's a part of a self-compassion practice um, but I, I do think that what helps me be generous with my time is that I take the time to do that. I take the time and then I give myself a timeline and say, okay, you can be sad for a day. You can be sad for a week about this. You can be sad for a month about this. But then after that, you have to sort of like keep, keep it pushing. I think that if we're not generous with our spirit, then I think that we stop growing. And I think that that is one of the ways that, um, you show a lot of ingratitude. Like, I think that, a part of being generous with your spirit is being in a state of gratitude. Like I'm so happy that I'm still here and I'm still functioning. And that's why I want to try to be productive. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know that some would say when you're sad, maybe you're being ungrateful. I don't think that's true. I think that all human beings go through ups and downs. Mm -hmm. I think a part of being sad and giving yourself the time to be sad is also being grateful, grateful that you're a human being that has a heart that is functioning that gets yeah. sad, mm-hmm. you know, and, and 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 grateful that you're a human being who has empathy and maybe feels the things that other people other makes other people feel sad, and so that you can talk to someone and say, yeah, I've been there, I know, and I'm so sorry, and give them a hug, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 you see this with children a lot. Like I've learned that a lot of times when I'm sad, um, my my son will try to, ta- and it's beautiful. They will protect him. Um, You know, he'll come and he'll he'll, he'll touch my face and he'll say, you know, what's wrong? And like, how can we make it better? That's it. Like, that's our humanness. A big part of me feels like we have to try to meet the needs of people and then God will meet our needs. When we try to meet the needs of people, then God will meet our needs. So that's what really keeps driving me, I think. You know, that my hope is that the way that I'm gentle with people or the way that I'm giving with people. And I've already seen that. God has already shown me that in this life.
3: A huge thank you, Yasmin, from Syra and I, for taking your time in the car <laughs> to talk to us and to drop some major, major words of wisdom. So, jazakallahu khayran. Thank you so much. We hope that you enjoyed listening and learning from Yasguru as much as we did. Most importantly, we hope that you were able to leave with some major takeaways. First and foremost, remember God created you to be just enough in the miraculous state that you are currently in right now. Cherish it, be grateful, and enjoy every single beautiful second. After listening to SMF episodes, we would love to hear your feedback. The link for audio clips is in the description of this episode. We want to hear your comments, your questions, your reactions, as we would like to share them on upcoming episodes to grow together in goodness as a single Muslim female community, single female community, married female community, single male community, whatever community you are from. Until then, happy singleness, happy marriedness, happy humanness.